Welcome to this bonus episode of the Think Media Podcast. Sean Cannell here, and I'm so excited because I'm going to be sharing 10 insider strategies from a YouTube employee. Recently, I was speaking at an event called Vid Summit, and they had the product manager, Todd Bupree, sharing some details about the algorithm that you just can't get anywhere else and some best practices that he recommends for getting more views and growing your channel faster. And so you're going to love this content, and we're coming at you on a day different than our normal Tuesday upload, but when you're subscribed to the Think Media podcast on audio, you never know what you're going to get. Bonus episodes coming your way hot off the presses. Now, before we jump into it, I today's episode is brought to you by actually a special survey that we're doing inside of our Video Ranking Academy. Now, I understand you might not be a part of that program, but many Think Media podcast listeners are, and we are so excited because we are committed to making this program the best YouTube group coaching and strategy online course on planet Earth. So this survey means a lot to us because we want to figure out where you're getting stuck, what do you like, what do you not like, how can we make it better, because we are rolling out some major updates to Video Ranking Academy. All you got to do is go to the private Facebook group, which you're already a member of, if you're a member, or just check your email. And there's a link to the survey. And by submitting the survey, you get a chance to win a complete YouTube studio with our favorite Think Media gear, including the brand new Sony ZV-E10. We love that camera. It's probably one of the best cameras for YouTube right now with the flip screen and the uh, microphone input and easy autofocus and all of the features, all the things plus a lighting kit, audio, tripod, SD cards, and it's free. And the cool thing, chances of winning this are are pretty high because this is an exclusive group. There's only going to be so many people that fill out this survey. And so there's a deadline on this. The deadline is November 1st at midnight. And so make sure to jump into the Video Ranking Academy private Facebook group or to check your email and fill out that survey quickly so you are entered to win this free kit. Also, if you want to be a part of Video Ranking Academy and you say, man, that sounds cool. I've been on the fence. This is a good time to join because you could take advantage of that as well. The URL is startvra.com if you just want to take advantage of our best offer that's available right now. We don't really share that link in the public. It's just at the end of our web class and for you here on the podcast. And so that gets you actually the best discounted price on Video Ranking Academy. All right, let's jump into the core content. Okay, here are 10 power tips from a YouTube employee that are just some practical things that you can implement right now, and let's get right into them. And I actually have a bonus tip, so there's actually 11 when I do the math here on my notes. But here we go. Number one, the best call to action in your video is watch more. Now, if you've ever heard us talk about you planning out your YouTube video, you should always have a call to action. Before you press record, you should say, you know, do I want to grow my email list? Do I want to send people to my website? Do I want people to buy merch or an affiliate link? Um, But coming from YouTube themselves, and we, we actually recommend this as well, out of all the call to actions, all of the things you can encourage people to do next at the end of your video, The best thing you can encourage people to do next is watch more. Why? Because the longer you keep people on YouTube, 
the more that the YouTube algorithm will recommend your video. So at the end of your video, think about as soon as you don't let people know you're ending your video and at the end, just say, if you love this video, click or tap the screen to watch the next one. If you loved this video, then check this series out where I go deeper on this topic. Or if you love this video, check out another video from the channel and you can use the YouTube end card feature to put a clickable link right on top of your video that people can tap on mobile or click on on desktop. Number two, YouTube recommends different videos based on context. This was really interesting to me. He shared that depending on when you're watching YouTube throughout the day, on your phone in the morning versus maybe your laptop at lunch versus maybe your smart TV at dinner, you are gonna be recommended different content based on the context. Here's a stat. On TV screens, viewers watch content four times longer. Wow. So to the degree that you understand where the viewer is watching, like what's the intent here? Is this a quick, you know, morning motivation video? No one has enough time to watch an hour long video right before work on Monday morning, or maybe they do. Are, is your content intended for people that are commuting or doing chores or longer form content like the Think Media podcast, which we also publish on video? Video recommendations are different based on context. And maybe this week, study how you get different recommendations on your phone versus a tablet or desktop and the time of day because it matters. Number three, consider the market size of your topic. One of the things that Todd was emphasizing was that sometimes the speed of the growth of your channel or how big, you know, how much growth your channel is experiencing is actually kind of related to the size of your topic. He gave an example. There's 3.5 billion soccer fans or people looking for soccer content in the world. There's 2.5 billion cricket fans. That surprises me. I don't think I've ever watched a game of cricket. Shout out to anybody in Europe, and I don't even know the rules of cricket. That's a lot of people, though. And golf is only 450 million. So all of those niches are great, but he was just juxtaposing market size. What is the market size for your topic? And are you in, here's my question, are you in the right market? Do you need to broaden the market of your YouTube channel? Do you need to broaden the topic? Is there a niche right above the niche you're in that allows you maybe a bigger playground of audience to reach for? And does the current market support your growth ambitions for your channel? Number four is related. Consider the competition, and he used a key word, supply and demand. You know, at the end of the day, that's how business works. It's kind of how YouTube works, social media works. How much demand is there for your niche? It's a good question. How much demand is there for the type of videos you're making? And then the question is how much supply is there for your niche? Even if you're making the best content and it's getting a great click-through rate and it's getting great watch time, if there are some larger channels that are satisfying a majority of the demand, then viewers may not make it all the way to your content. Then he also gave an encouraging stat that said a lot of viewers, though, are subscribed to over 100 channels. So never talk yourself out of going after competitive topics because some people, they want to watch different perspectives even on something that a lot of people have talked about. But consider the competition. What's the supply and demand? And this is why I would recommend you think about covering niche topics, aka long tail keywords. This is why I'd recommend thinking about how do you cover something obscure that maybe there's not a lot of demand for it, but there's also no supply for it. And that's a great way to start, especially if you're at zero or trying to get some traction on your YouTube channel. Number five, consider seasonality. It was interesting. Todd revealed a graph that showed us the ups and downs 
of seasonality and that during summer, the YouTube viewership was kind of a more flat, consistent consumption. And then during back to school, it started to have these high highs and lows during the week and then highs on the weekends. And so you actually could see, of course, this depends on the demographic, but when you think about back to work and back to school, people are maybe consuming more on the weekends, less during the middle of the week, and the overall consumption graph showed that. So it's just something to keep top of mind that you should consider seasonality. And don't necessarily beat yourself up if a lot of the market is busy with other things and your channel's down a little bit. It could just be because of the seasonality. I think it's important that you judge your YouTube channel, yes, by your kind of day-to-day and week-to-week performance, but it's even smarter to judge your YouTube channel by year-to-year performance. You know, I waited tables at Red Robin and um, for 10 years, actually. I mean, I was the busser. I was actually in the bird costume. I was the expo, I was the busser, the waiter, and the host. I've done all different roles. And my managers had this little piece of paper in their back pocket. And throughout the shift, they would pull it out and they would look at data on that piece of paper of the year previous to see if a rush was potentially coming. See, they would phase us as servers off, you know, if there's 10 servers on, but there was no guests, then Red Robin was losing money. So they'd say, hey, you're phased, you're off. And they would just, we might only be there for an hour. And they would send five of us home. Problem is though, if they phased a bunch of servers and then a rush came in, then they weren't ready for it. So before phasing, you'd say, you'd be like, hold, like Braveheart, hold, hold. And and he'd be looking at his piece, piece of paper and he'd say, yeah, last year there was a big rush at seven or eight. That may or may not happen this year, but we can probably gauge a little bit of our channel's performance based on the seasonality by having a a higher perspective as opposed to just the day to day viewership of the you know the of the channel. And so there's certain seasons you just, I've been doing YouTube for over 10 years. You start realizing that you know things are busier when people start hunkering down for the holidays. That during the very holidays themselves, like Christmas Day or Thanksgiving, though, that viewership just tanks. Then it kind of comes up the next day as people are maybe spending less time with family. Like these things might be something that if you think about it, it's like seems kind of obvious, but just consider seasonality. And that was a huge point that Todd made. He also emphasized that COVID really and the pandemic really boosted viewership and changed viewer habits. And a lot of that has remained. But here's a huge tip, Think Media Podcast. Over the past year and a half, a lot of viewers, I should say YouTube creators, became a little bit delusional with the growth that the pandemic caused. A lot of channels just grew and got a lot more viewership because of people being locked down and watching more content. It is true, even though the world is still weird and very peculiar, that people are definitely back to work. They're more back to school than ever before, and things are kind of getting back into a routine. So a lot of viewership has just gone down across the board on YouTube because people are kind of back to other activities. Again, that's an external factor, and that actually is something that we've observed as well. The way to combat that for us is to try to publish more content and better content, but also have a gracious perspective because, honestly, the pandemic peak has worn off. And so adapt your strategy accordingly. Number six, ask how broadly appealing is this video? Really good question. And and what Todd was suggesting here was if you want to get a bunch of views, maybe you're consistently getting 50 views or 100 views. Maybe you're in a very niche topic. If you want to expand your audience, reach new people, which is what he's recommending here, ask yourself how broadly appealing is this video? 
Man, that's a really good question. We just published a video on Think Media called Final Cut versus Premiere Pro. Here's the thing. That's video editing software. It is not broadly appealing. Not only do not many people in the world want to edit video, that's a very niche idea. Even with you here, you're like, ah, I do, but you know, yeah, but we're a small segment of the wider population. But on top of that, there's a lot of other software you could edit on. Filmora, HitFilm, Vegas, Sony Vegas, iMovie. So it's, it's like a niche within a niche within a niche to talk about Final Cut versus Premiere. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't make that video. We strategically made that video because it'll be viewed and it'll be a resource and search-based content. We know why we're doing it. But do you have it as a part of your strategy to create videos that are more broadly appealing? So I recently made a video called Cool Office Accessories Under $50, Home Office Accessories. The video is doing incredibly well. Now, of course, you need a good title, good thumbnail, but it's it's incre- it's more appealing. How many people are working from home? How many people just want some cool accessories under 50? You don't have to be a video editor. You don't have to uh, even be a content creator. So it's more broadly appealing, and who would have thought? It's getting like 10 to 20 times more viewership than the very niche video editing software video. So ask yourself, how broadly appealing is the video? Number seven, think about new viewers versus core viewers. And Todd's recommendation here again is if you want new viewers, which if you're listening to this, you probably want subscribers. You probably want to reach new people. You probably want to eventually build your 1,000 true fans and go full-time on YouTube. So here's the tip. New viewers versus core viewers, look at thumbnails and content through the eyes of someone who doesn't know you. Okay? So next time you're filming, look at your thumbnails and look at your content and try to get it into the shoes, try to wear the shoes, try to look through the eyes of someone who has no idea who you are. If you want to reach new viewers, then think about packaging your videos in such a way that they would be appealing to somebody they don't know you. What would their assumptions be? What would their, fir- what would their first impressions be? You only get one chance to make a first impression, right? Cool tip from Todd. Number eight. Be consistent, sustain audience interest and build a routine around your channel. Sean, I've heard that one before. Of course you have, but you need to hear it again. You're probably thinking about it right now. Ah, yeah, I need to get back on it. I got to post that video, you know, like, yeah, we got to be consistent. And he was just reminding us, especially algorithmically, like YouTube is just going to work for you if you work it. And here's the key phrase, sustain audience interest. You don't want to be forgotten. You don't want to fall off relevancy. Now, this, this doesn't mean that you need to push yourself into burnout or, of course, toxic. If you need to take a break, take a break. But to sustain audience interest, you got to keep showing up for your audience. So be consistent. Number nine, create video series to show up in suggested. We've talked about this a lot in our Video Ranking Academy program, and we talk about how to do it in depth there, as well as we talk about it on the podcast. But instead of just creating your next video or planning your next video, here's a better approach. Plan your next video series, a series of videos that are interconnected. And remember tip number one, the best call to action is to watch more. When you plan a video series, then at the end, you can reference other videos in the series and create what we call at Think Media circular video virality. So create a video series to show up in suggested videos. So here's, here's Todd, product manager, YouTube, saying, hey, 
If you want to get more of your videos showing up and suggested, which is YouTube recommending and cross-promoting and promoting your videos, and he's insinuating that even outside of just your video being suggested to someone who's already a viewer, like if you just want to create a snowball of views, train picking up speed of momentum of channel growth, create video series. So ask yourself, not, not what is the next video should I make? What's the next series should I make on my channel? And number 10, and remember we have a bonus tip, don't focus on the trending tab when looking for trends. This is just kind of a cool tip. If you are new to the podcast, definitely dig through the archives. We have a lot of great episodes that'll help you. One is on tent poles. That would be the one to listen to. And I believe that's actually a two-part podcast episode that talks about influence surfing. And then we talk about trend surfing. And when it comes to trend surfing, what that really means for us is you want to surf trends that are industry-related. You don't necessarily just want to cover the latest TikTok dance or try to do the latest TikTok dance when that has nothing to do with your business, right? So his point was this, that if you want to find trends, the trending tab for most of us is not the best place to go. Now, maybe you've never been there, but maybe today's a day you want to check it out. You could go to YouTube and you can click on trending, probably easiest to find on desktop, and you'll see it's the latest music videos or Mr. Beast videos. But here's what he said. He said it's just a super small portion of content on YouTube, and he said it's not representative of really the majority of content on YouTube. It's sort of like top of interest, entertaining content. And so you probably weren't doing that anyways, but his point was focus on other tools like Google Trends, comparing topics. I would recommend Google News and typing in your niche on Google News and reading what articles are showing up and whatnot, and that'll get you into maybe some of the ideas, some of the announcements, breakthroughs, latest products, latest controversies, latest lawsuits, latest whatever in your industry that could be really fascinating and could be something to talk about. So number 10, don't focus on the trending tab when looking for trends. I have that bonus tip for you, and this one's really cool. But just as a reminder for this bonus Think Media podcast episode, the survey for Video Ranked Academy. Now, Stick with me. If you're not a member of Video Ranked Academy, all good, but a lot of our podcast listeners are. And so go now, fill out the survey. Sean, how do I find it? It's in the Video Ranked Academy private Facebook group. It's in your email. And this is going to get you entered to win a complete YouTube studio and a brand new Sony ZV-E10 camera. The deadline, though, is November 1st at midnight. And all of this information is going to be used by myself, Tony Ariola, who does our tip of the week. Chris, who does our welcome parties, Heather Torres and Omar and I, who do training inside of VRA, the rest of the Think Media team, you know, we are committed to not just creating our proprietary process, which is already there. It's like the core content of VRA. We are committed to making Video Ranking Academy an experience and the best community to be a part of for getting results on YouTube. Um, if you're just starting, it's the best program in the world for you. Um, if you're further along, sometimes people get results with, we have so many P, so many students. In fact, at VidSummit, where I was listening to Todd share this information, I had so many people come up to me and say, man, I took Video Ranked Academy, it changed my life. I'm full time now. I, I'm earning $6,000 a month now. I'm um, you know, making an impact with my content. And I said, oh, wow, when did you take VRA? They said, I took it three years ago or two years ago. And they haven't been back in it. And I don't blame them. They took it. It got them results. And they're not actually 
And and I'm like, man, there's so much more. I said, I, so I'd ask, have you been in there? Have you seen some of the latest stuff we've do, uh, been doing? Have you seen some of the updates? Have you seen some of the bonus material that we've surrounded around there to get you growing even faster or, you know, earning more money or other ways to monetize? And they actually said, no, you know, I've just been out there winning. I've been, I've been crushing. I took, I took the seven R video ranking Academy system. I worked it and it worked. So it's cool to hear that. I want you to know that, uh, number one, if you're already a VRA member, you made the right move to be a part of such a powerful community. And we want to not just already, we think it's great. We want to make it better. So we want to learn from you. And that's the purpose of the survey. And that's also really why we're giving away a studio and whatnot, because we just want to get that information from you so we can implement it on improving the program. And by the way, by improving the program, it's not so that it's more expensive or we add something else on it. If you're in VRA right now, you get those upgrades, you get those benefits. We just want to continually tweak it. And we're just so obsessed with getting you results, getting you to that end point from where you are today to full-time on YouTube, from where you are today to views 24-7, 365, building your personal brand, building your business with YouTube, from where you are today to mastering the platform, getting fierce clarity about your personal strategy for growing on YouTube, and building a real YouTube entrepreneur career over the next decade and not just having 15 minutes of fame or one breakout video. So, Please do the survey if you're a Video Rakit Academy member. If you just want to learn a little bit more, remember startvra.com is the URL where it takes you to the best current offer for Video Rakit Academy. I will say that the price is going up for VRA as soon as January 2022, probably on the other side of upgrading this. Current members will not uh, have to pay more, but of course, as we enhance it and we make it better, the value just keeps increasing and we uh, continue to make it stronger. So if you've been on the fence, this is definitely the time to get in because you're going to get not just all of the juicy strategy and community that's there right now, you're also going to be grandfathered in, locked in for all the benefits of Video Ranking Academy for weeks, months, and even years to come. So two things before the final tip, go fill out the survey so you're entered to win or check out VRA if you want at startvra.com. We've been talking about 10 tips friends that we've learned from Todd, the product manager at YouTube. And there's one other that I learned from him that was pretty surprising. Number 11 bonus tip. It's that 3.5% of your subscribers watching new videos is normal. Okay. So if you had a thousand subscribers, then 3.5% would be 35 people will watch three out of five new uploads in a month. But this should encourage you if you say, why do such a low percentage of my subscribers watch my videos? So he said kind of across the platform, another way to put it would be if you had 100 subscribers, three to five will watch three out of five of your new uploads. So let's say you upload basically a video a week or maybe a little bit more than that. It really means that also, that's not even saying how many views each video will get. It's how many videos they will watch, how many they'll see or how many will show up on their homepage. And so maybe another way to put it is that if you had a 10,000, if you have 10,000 people on your channel, that getting 350 views is is pretty normal. And then he broke down different percentages that that even less will maybe watch all the videos you upload if you upload more than one a week or whatever it is. 
And so the action item on this, number one, don't beat yourself up if you feel like, man, I have 100,000 subscribers and only about 3,000 views a video. If I'm doing my math right, I could be, I think that's right, you know, 3,500 views a video. That if you're performing higher than that, then you're doing really good. And here's what we've learned at Think Media. First of all, this this was like, okay, that makes sense. We also learned that it takes, I, I just checked, that actually it takes about two years. It takes about 550 days and our average Think Media video reaches around 65,000 views. But because they're search-based, they take a long time and that's part of our strategy. So 60,000 views out of our 1.8 million subscribers, that's a little lower than 3.5%. But here's what we've learned is that we're, we're posting five videos a week. And so we have a small percentage of videos doing a lot better. If I just completely tangled your brain with a math that was probably inaccurate, here's kind of the summation. Number one, keep posting and keep working on making your, your videos 1% better. Number two, it is normal with how much content there is out there. And the fact that just because someone's subscribed doesn't mean they want to watch every one of your videos. Finally, that if you have a high view to subscriber ratio, you are doing great. You might be outperforming the norm. But again, if if only about 3.5% of your subscribers are, are equating to views, then you're actually in good company with channels across the platform, because that's what Todd revealed to us with this information that I don't think he shared anywhere else. Hey, the Think Media Podcast is where you are right now. My name is Sean Cannell, and I'm so thankful that you joined me for this bonus episode. We're excited because we're going to be sharing audio-only exclusive content with you here. So if you haven't subscribed wherever you're listening to this on Apple, please do, or Spotify, or Google, or Stitcher, whatever. If you haven't reviewed the podcast, that's one of the greatest ways that we can actually get feedback about what kind of content you're enjoying here. And here's actually... If you are still listening as we land the plane, I would love to not just maybe see a review on Apple Podcasts, but maybe you could say, you know, five stars, however many you want to do, and love the podcast. I would love to hear X. Like, if could you leave me a review that said, you know, I've loved these topics. I would love to hear more about YouTube tags. You know, could you, if you leave a review on Apple, I would love for you to interview person X. I think that'd be a fun way to, you know, help out the podcast by reviewing it as well as maybe give us some feedback because we want to, we, these episodes are for you. We're here to help you win. Let us know how we can serve you the best. Our typical schedule is every Tuesday, there is a new episode dropping for you. We're premiering it on YouTube around 8 a.m. on the YouTube channel. We are posting it on audio at 3 a.m. Pacific time. That's all Pacific time, Los Angeles time, Las Vegas time. And so I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode of the podcast. And until then, keep crushing it, keep smashing it. And remember, you got to just press record.